Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of You're Going to Die, the podcast. So nice to be back in your ear if this is... Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of... Oh! (laughs) Nick Jaina, producer. I thought you weren't here. I thought you were out of town. No, I am out of town and um, I appreciate you acknowledging that. Um, It feels important and special uh, to be out of town and um, also... Uh, we usually talk at the end. So you, you know, why, why are you in the beginning of the episode? <laughs> I just, I just walked into this virtual studio space thinking that it was, it was my job this week. Uh, you said I should do a, a special producer bonus episode. I love the idea that there's a virtual recording space that just anyone can pop in. Like if they somehow can find the link, they can join the podcast. Um, Yes, yes. This is special. This is a special episode, everybody. I'm not going to explain why, but I do want to explain hmm, the ways Nick's special to me. Oh. Um, can I, Great. is that? I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to take a seat. Can I do that? Yeah. You're not sitting down. You're oh, just like standing in your take a virtual office. seat. Oh, you have one of those standing desks. Um, yeah. Uh, Nick, I, I, I mean, I've acknowledged you for this before, but thanks for always being so supportive and I know we kind of pivoted this for this episode and and so then it'll end up being a surprise special episode Uh, but thanks for doing all that you've done over these many months and help this podcast grow and and connect to more and more listeners and 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 to be the kind of content that has just slowly dialed and dialed I hope you all agree in more and more ways. And, and so then now thank you for all that. And then thanks for just being down to create something unique and born from your experience of you're going to die and your aliveness in the world and your relationship with others uh, in the world. It feels really good to be on vacation and get a chance to connect like this with you briefly and then also sit back and see what you're sharing with everyone today, which is which is what? A love story. A YG2D love story. I came to YG2D because of Chelsea Coleman, who is uh, your CFO, uh, collaborator, singer, wonderful person. And we fell in love because of this and got married. And it all happened very tidily in the last two years, basically. And it's it's happened so fast that it's still nice to just look back and talk about how it all happened because I'm so grateful for this platform and this openness and this honesty that I think allowed us to jumpstart <laughs> past all the small talk, uh, you know, because I wasn't living in the Bay Area, uh, you know, just to, just to preface this. I was uh, living in Portland and then I was traveling around a lot and touring um, and this organization and specifically Chelsea brought me to the Bay Area and... I I thought it'd be good for this episode since you're off. Where are you exactly? You're you're on you're on a little vacation, right, with the family. I mean, fittingly, yeah, I'm in Portland. Oh, right. Uh, actually, and so I, I was just even listening to you say that, kind of feeling the connections to a type of 
person uh, in the world. Not that I couldn't meet anyone in any city and find a connection like you and I have, but just feeling the geographic like place that we arrive at. And I have a strong connection to this state, a lot of family up here and a lot of history then visiting. Um, and so really glad to, to be here. And then just remembering, you know, where you come from before our friendship and knowing Portland plays a pretty big role in that story. Um, so that's where I am right now. Yeah. So you texted me this week and said, I'm in a river. I'm feeling great. I don't, I don't necessarily want to make a podcast this week. <laughs> do you want to do a special bonus producer episode? And I thought, oh, maybe I could talk with Chelsea about our story of how we met and how it connects to You're Gonna Die. And then I could just have a little chat with you at the beginning. And then and then maybe you just have a surprise and when you listen to us talk in the episode. Yeah, that feels really good. I think we all know what the pandemic's been like and the blessing that it's been to be able to offer workshops and do the podcast and do our online open mic, but it's, it, it takes a lot out of one's heart to do that a lot, you know, yeah. uh, as their weekly job. And so to be able to kind of be in this vacation and, and this time and really let myself relax and maybe heal in a way, but also be held by my family and by another, you know, part of, part of the country up here in Oregon, a place that I have a lot of memories um, and fond memories being in. And then in the midst of that, realize, oh, I this is really good for me. What, how much more of this can I get? Can I just keep having as much of this as possible? And then to go to you, Nick, and say, hey, what do you think? Like, I'm feeling like I keep, I need this much space still until we're back and, and to have you just jump in and say, okay, great. Yeah. And it's a funny confluence because you're such an indelible part of you're going to die. I mean, it's your whole thing. And anybody who's been to a show knows you and your presence. And yet the funny thing is the first three you're going to die shows I went to were not hosted by you. <laughs> there oh, was, right. there was yeah. one in Oakland that Chelsea was hosting. You were in the audience. I remember that was the very first time I saw you. You just stood up in the audience and, and said something, you know, to like in support. Um, and I remember thinking right away, like, who is, who is this guy? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, this guy's interesting. Yeah. And then, and then there were two shows in San Francisco that you had some, I think it was a family obligation or something out of town oh, that, right. that you had Chelsea host without you. And so the first three times I was in the show, uh, you know, part of this, this event, you weren't there. And then I got to know you separate of that. And so it's probably, I'm probably the only person who had that experience of such a gradual nedless introduction to your totally. going to but to your point, I think, or maybe a point that's embedded in what you're saying is this thing that used to be dependent on me doing it every month, you know, mm -hmm. the open mic and have it grown to a point where it's so many more people who are, you're going to die. And um, I remember meeting you and, and, and it does feel special to remember that because it is these beginnings of, oh, when I first met Scott Farrader or Morgan Bolender or Sophia Aganyaga, you know, all these people that are part of our programming and our other events, like there's history of that first moment. And I do remember you playing music and loving your sound and, and also being in the strange position of, of mainly an audience member. And mm -hmm. so our connecting came much later and now I couldn't imagine doing any of this without you. I couldn't imagine life without you and your friendship oh. and your work. Uh, I mean that. And 
and then to be one of the like less than five people at your wedding, you know, during the <laughs> pandemic, your yes. outdoor wedding to Chelsea and feeling that place in your life and kind of embracing another new friendship that completely comes out of you're going to die. How many of those I have. And so uh, I can't wait to sit back and listen to you and Chelsea kind of tell the story of all that. And just sort of appreciating the complementary skills that we have that, you know, I got introduced to this organization because of Chelsea, but then, you know, I have music and audio skills and production skills and, you know, it just kind of fit in perfectly with what was needed for the organization. Whereas if I were a, um, I don't know, nothing against this, but like if I were like a cake baker or, uh, you know, <laughs> and you're like trying to work me into the organization. You're like, I guess, I guess we could yeah, have another cake for totally. the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it would it would have worked maybe, but like maybe not during the pandemic. That would have been t- difficult, you know, like online the cake, cakes. The, yeah, the cake branch of You're Going to Die is still <laughs> going to need some ironing out. But um, but it just fit. It just ended up fitting perfectly where, I, where there was a, a need and I could supply that. And so, yeah, it's nice to just have a little uh, state of the organization state of the podcast uh moment here yeah totally in the middle of summer um do you remember at that show that uh chelsea came up to sing the song with me that was based on these memes that she had been posting i do um i i was looking for the lyrics because i couldn't we were talking about it in the interview but like it was something like waiting for the darkness to swallow me forever in the swirling of oblivion. <laughs> yes. Like and with rainbows and dolphins spinning it, in circles you know, in it, the meme. It, yeah. it makes sense going back in our memory of like, of course, yeah, Nick and Chelsea singing together. But like, that was literally the second time I'd ever met her. Wow. And that's crazy. I just, you know, like sometimes you just kind of throw something at somebody and you're half expecting them to be like, yeah, no, <laughs> this isn't that sort of <laughs> it thing. It was the know? first test. It was the first test of love. Because because you don't know what, something called you're gonna die and people are talking about cancer and giving you you living eulogies like is there also a place for silliness and right you know getting to know you it then just becomes so obvious that this the silliness is just always right around the corner with you know after the tears or before the tears or something and so just another thing that I appreciate that that space is there and it fits so much of what I love about being alive and being a being an artist and that. Yeah. And that is our meeting place. You know, I just feel like what you're going to die has created for me so regularly is that raw, open realness where you and Chelsea fast forward through the beginnings of dating because the space we create with you're going to die, let us shed all the stuff where it's immediately Mm -hmm. like, well, let's, before we start officially dating and then get married, let's sing a song together about our eventual demise. Yeah. And, and there's a connection waiting there in that shared eventuality. And I feel like you're not the only relationship that came out of that space. And I I feel the community connection is like, I obviously don't, there's no like taking responsibility here. It's acknowledging, I think what's possible in the let's show up here together and be totally real and be vulnerable and express ourselves fully and say the things we don't get to say enough and then see the connection and how deep and quick and rich it is. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you and Chelsea created a version of that in the context of those beginnings with you're going to die. Yeah. So yeah. 
we have uh, just a little chat with us. Um, we'll play a song from Chelsea and uh, just a short little little bonus up, and then we'll get back to regular interviews and stuff next time. Sweet. Hey, thanks, Nick, and thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm just going to sit back, y'all. Don't count on hearing from me again. Well, maybe like <laughs> a, a little plug in the middle or something. I don't know. But anyway, I can't wait to just listen to this, and because if it's really bad, I can be like, wasn't my fault. <laughs> Uh, thanks Nick love you buddy alright love you too producer's episode it's where you get to do whatever you want yeah so I first heard of You're Gonna Die from my friend Jamie Lee mentioned it she just said this is a thing that you would be great at (laughs) and just the name uh, like everyone's reaction to it is it's kind of funny it kind of stings and either your Mm -hmm. first thought is i don't want anything to do with that or how do i sign up um and at the time i was traveling basically constantly touring around and had just certain windows of time in the bay area where i could potentially play a show i had met you very briefly at a Josiah Johnson, Chelsea Coleman, Stealth Olvang show at Lily SK in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Um, and I think we were Facebook friends. And so I just sent you a message saying, how can I be a part of this? And you were really receptive and you basically offered to kind of schedule a show around my schedule. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I remember chatting with you about dates and thinking we, 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 we got to make it work. So you set up a show. It ended up being the day after Lawrence Ferlinghetti's 100th birthday, which is important because somebody also asked me to host a Lawrence Ferlinghetti birthday party show in San Francisco. <laughs> so the two, the two lined up very, very nicely. Um, and I just happened to be in town that weekend. And so I swung by and did it. And it was at the Starline Ballroom in Oakland. And um, I remember you had been posting these memes of these cartoons of Mm. happy cartoon dolphins who were saying really honest morbid things such as yeah uh eternally succumb to the swirling abyss of oblivion while they're all in a really beautiful swimming circle the the instagram handle i think is nihilisa frank Mm -hmm. so it's lisa frank but for nihilist and i suggested that we should make a song from those lines and sing it together and you Mm -hmm. said yes which i thought was fun so yeah, I played the show. I'd only met you that one time before, briefly. Yeah. And we played the show and these people came and we we rehearsed for like 20 seconds this possible song to sing. <laughs> um, I had never even seen one of these shows before, so I didn't know how welcome that kind of thing was. Then you come to find out that the serious heaviness goes very well with the silly spontaneousness. Yeah. At these shows, which is one of the my favorite things yeah and so uh and then the other thing is i was i was going to be the featured music guest for the show but there was because it's an open mic you had no specific timeline for when i would go on you said you would just vibe it out or something and i was into that and the show started and i remember very early on a man got up and he said i want to give a eulogy for my wife she's sitting there in the audience she's still alive he proceeded to for five minutes talk about her as though she had died and and all the things that he would say at her eulogy and i just remember 
I remember two things distinctly. When he started talking, in my mind, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, in, <laughs> in, in a good way, you know, like in this way of, yeah. I can't believe this is happening, which in, in all the other times I've been at a You're Gonna Die event, usually happens at least once a night. My favorite thing about any performance of any kind is that feeling of, I have no idea what's going to happen right now, you know? Um, yeah. I've seen it in in dance, like in ballet. Um, I've seen it at comedy shows. But I love those moments when you're just like, holy shit, I thought we were on these train tracks and now we're just somewhere else. So he said that and I, and I thought, oh my God, holy shit. And then immediately after he started, I just remember the sharp wailing of his wife. Like the way she yeah. was crying was so... I don't even know how to describe it. So open and gushing. And, you know, if you heard that crying in any other context, it would be some sort of disaster or something. But in yeah. this, con it was amazing how the context swapped to this gratitude or this feeling like as she's crying, you also know that this isn't really the funeral and, and it's okay for at least another night, right? Yeah. And that just kind of broke things open for me where I was like, this is fucking cool. <laughs> this this organization, this space that is held yeah. for this sort of thing is is cool, you know? That's I mean, yeah, that's my one of my favorite things about this space is like because there's no like belief system or dogma or teaching system around it, it's just open for whatever people bring. Like we never know what's going to happen next. It's that that unknown and unexpected cultivating a space where we can get comfortable with that and enjoy that, you know? Yeah. It's just practicing for death. <laughs> and then a woman got up and she said, just very, very carefully and very seriously, so the cancer's back. And me again, me, uh, for the first time at this event in this community, you could just tell all the subtext in that one sentence of, she knows she's safe here. She's mentioned this before. She's probably had great hopes before. She's probably had crushing defeats before. And you could just feel the weight of that one sentence of, wow, this must be one place where she can share this thing and know she'll be received. Yeah. And I, I know that that story continued with that woman with the organization, right? Yeah. Yeah, that was Grace. And she uh, passed away last year. And um, Ned and I were able to, well, Ned was able to visit right before she passed. And she, she was really involved with, um, you know, in coming to the year, going to die shows, but, and then um, involved in some other organizations that we've worked with, like Reimagine. And um, then I got to be there to sing while her, her family and friends like, placed flowers on her body after she'd passed. And um, yeah, it, it was just really powerful. Get, um, the way she invited us into the whole process and and her husband too um that then we 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 did a memorial for her um um this year uh on over zoom that was really powerful and yeah just to to be uh trusted with that and to be invited into that part of somebody's life that is so precious isn't the right word um but it it's yeah the biggest honor to like be, be in those spaces and help create those spaces where people can trust that they can bring that. Yeah. You only die once. Yeah. So uh, the other, uh, another thing I remember at that show was 
you know, maybe just in our back and forth before the show, I just had like the t- a tiny little bit of a crush on you or something, you know, but <laughs> arriving at the show and seeing you like, you know, joking and playing hands with some, some dude. <laughs> somebody somebody lost lost to lost to the dustbin of history um and (laughs) you know immediately thinking like oh okay that's fine um Mm -hmm. but then Mm -hmm. as i was about to go up knowing that we had this little song that we were going to (laughs) sing um and feeling that special connection and then i remember you know in this venue sitting behind you 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 were running the open mic so every five minutes you had to like go up there and kind of reset the emotions and bring somebody up and I just remember sitting behind you and like just watching the back of your head as you had this moment at the end of someone's share where you you looked at your list and then you're looking around for somebody else to go up and I just had this feeling like oh this is my time like I, I could just feel it before you even did mm-hmm. anything and then you looked to the left and then you looked around slowly and then you kind of like quickly like snapped back and looked right at me and we just nodded and it, you know again for somebody <laughs> that I barely knew you know we were basically strangers at that point it was mm-hmm. just an interesting you know synonymous moment and then it went up and then i asked you to come up and sing this silly song together <laughs> it was really short but it was i don't know it was fun it was fun um, and then uh, uh, uh the other interesting thing about this show is one of the rare ones where ned wasn't hosting and he was in the audience i remember mm-hmm. he got up you just like pointed him out at one point and he got up and I had never met him before. I had never seen a, no- a regular show. Yeah. I had no other context for this guy <laughs> who now I know <laughs> I know so well and everyone knows so well if they've ever been to one of these shows. Mm-hmm. Big, big, fluffy, soft-faced, crying Ned in the baseball cap <laughs> and the t-shirt, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I do remember just seeing him in the audience standing up and and just being like, who is who is this guy? <laughs> you know, not, <laughs> not not in any uh, uh, you know hostile way, but just like this is a guy. This is a yeah. He's impo- a, there's something important about this one. Like he's not just your average guy. He's not instantly in a category of like okay, one of these guys. You know, it's like yeah, oh, who's this guy? Mm-hmm. And then the show was over, and I didn't have anywhere to stay that night, and so I drove an hour north to like an apple orchard and slept in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not a sad thing. I, I did that all the time. I slept in my car a lot. of You're Going to Die, the podcast is brought to you by The Death Deck, a lively game of surprising conversations. The Death Deck offers up thought-provoking questions with a large dose of humor to help take the taboo out of the topic of death. The Death Deck is unique among card decks and conversation tools because it's a witty game encouraging players to share their thoughts and stories, and it gets people talking about personal preferences on life's ultimate decisions in a non-threatening and surprisingly fun way. I love all the connections that You're Going to Die has made in the world with organizations and products, and I love the Death Deck as a version of that, someone who 
too believes in the importance of having these conversations because the people that made it lived through it. They've lived through loss. This thing exists because they went through the thing that's hard, the thing that changed their life forever. The death deck is born from that. Just like you're going to die is born from my own mother's death. That's how the death deck came into being. So you know there's like something true and heartfelt about it. Couple that with just a fun game about something that's deeply important. Why don't you have one of these in your hands already? So how do you get one? Guess what? I got some good news for you. Go to thedeathdeck.com and get yourself a set. Even better news. Not only did you just find out where to go to get one of these death decks, there's a discount code and it's only for us. And guess what it is, everybody? It's I'm going to die eventually. How about you? No, that's not the discount code. It's much shorter than that. It's just four symbols. Y-G-2-D. That's your discount code to get $5 off your purchase of your very own cute little death deck. And you'll have it to play with and sleep on and do all the fun things as you engage with this eventual fact we all share of life. We're all going to die. Might as well play a card game about it before we do. Check out, again, The Death Deck at thedeathdeck.com and use your discount code YG2D for $5 off.
I want to talk about the next part. Okay. So um, then I don't know how much how much longer it was, but a month or two probably. Um, you emailed me asking if you could interview me for your novel that you were writing. Right. As a part of the research for uh, one of the character arcs. Right. Hitomi, available now in audiobook. <laughs> And one of the plot points is the, uh, there's a missing person, a friend who has gone missing. Yep. And either, either you knew through Facebook or through what I shared at that You're Going to Die show that my sister was missing and had been for a long time. But you interviewed me. It was, it was a really long, wonderful conversation that I remember very well. You interviewed me about my experience with having a close missing person you know, where there was no closure and no answers and nothing. And it was so, I mean, it was wonderful just to get to talk about it. It was wonderful that somebody cared about my particular experience with it and that you were putting that kind of care into your characters and your um, storytelling. And then fast forward to later in the summer when I got to read one of the drafts of the novel, like it was the first time I had had my experience reflected back to me in any kind of media, you know, because mm -hmm. it's not a story that I, I've read or heard very often and, and definitely not in as much thorough exploration as, as what you did. Yeah. And Am yeah. ambiguous grief, like the story of yeah. not knowing how, if you're, if it's okay to grieve basically. Yeah. Wrestling with hope and grief at the same time and anger and doubt and, all those complex feelings that are hard to feel at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. And you did such a good job of building that into the novel and showing the, the very real experience of, of the character's best friend. Thank you. Yeah. It was so powerful for me to read that. And then we both happened to get this app Marco Polo at the same time, which is a video chat app on your phone. And I had just had a difficult week with a friend where just had a lot of discord and just had like a kind of breaking point where we had this big argument and I was driving away from them and my phone, oh yeah, my phone just showed me a no notification from Marco Polo and you had just, I think when you sign up for it, it tells you who, who in your contacts yeah. also has it. And so you just recorded like a five second message, <laughs> like what's up yeah. with Jaina, you know, on Marco Polo. <laughs> and I was like, well, I'm just going to respond with, you know, uh, how I'm doing, you know, and maybe this person's gonna like, you know, I've done this other times with other people where I'm just like, I'm going to be brutally honest and just say exactly what I say. And they never talk to me again. And, and you didn't do that. Like you responded. And I, I just was like, here's what I'm going through. It's really hard. It sucks. And, you know, I love this like three minute message to you mm -hmm. and, and you responded. And I, I just remember your first response was like, whoa, wow cool you know <laughs> like like you were into the honesty uh, which i yeah. just appreciated and from that moment on it was just this invitation to just be really honest and you know to cycle back to the whole mm -hmm. purpose of us talking about this right now like you're going to die the organization to me opens up this portal for honesty and connection i'm sure there's other stories like yeah. this of people kind of skipping past all the bullshit <laughs> and getting yeah. directly to like hey a do you want to be there when I die? <laughs> you know, like what, what, what do you think happens when I, you know, like, 
Yeah. And, and I'm sure at, at those moments, sometimes people are like, hell no, like get away from me. And other times people are grateful for that direct, direct honesty. I know I always wanted to skip over small talk in all situations, yeah. you know, and it's just a great invitation to do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, like a really, I don't know. It's one of those thresholds where like, okay, if you can meet me here, then we have something to talk about, you know? Yeah. then like I can trust that I can go deep with you and this will be a enriching experience. Yeah. Yeah. So then we talked more on uh, Marco Polo and then eventually it wasn't too long, a couple of months before I was in the same town and we hit it off immediately. And I mean, within a week or two, <laughs> you invited me to move in, you know, and because it's, <laughs> because it's the Bay Area, I was like, yeah, you can't just like, oh, like, why don't you get an apartment here for yeah. $2,000 a month? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so that was in July of uh, 2019. Um, and then I finished writing that book, Hitomi. It was all set to come out in the spring of 2020. I, I booked a tour. I was going to be out for like three months with this book. And then... Mm -hmm from one one week after I had that whole tour set one week later I was homeschooling your child <laughs> uh, during a yeah. global pandemic and trying to figure out how to like get groceries and and uh, you know stay safe yeah. and that was happening less than a year from us meeting essentially you know yeah um and yeah. then just uh two months after that i proposed marriage to you and then one month mm -hmm. after that i think we got mm -hmm. married in our backyard and one of the two guests along with pete lee was ned buskirk he came Yay! and he dressed up and he cried and we had this <laughs> simple backyard pandemic wedding and and ned was there and it was perfect because it's a, a relationship opened by that honesty and directness yeah. and has always been an invitation to just step up to that in a, in a really warm, welcoming way, not in a challenging way, not in a scary way, but you know, in a way that's like, this is actually easier to be completely honest and completely direct than it is to play games and all that shit. You know, and speaking of yeah. our relationship and you're going to yeah. die, like it's easier to just say things instead of holding them in, which I'm still learning that lesson. I feel like I still have a ways to go. I still, I still resist that. I still fight it. I still want to hide, but it's a great, yeah. it's a great love story for our time. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to share it on this podcast while, Ned, <laughs> while Ned's away swimming in the river. Yay. And, and since I'm the produce, producer, uh, I don't know what he can do to stop this. Mm -hmm. You can't I'm, do anything. I'm, I'm just kidding. You, you, you get to do what you want. <laughs> no, he, he wouldn't want to stop it. Yeah. I feel like it's uh, something, I mean, d death is being cl close to, to death, as in being around talking about death and people who are dying or or grappling with grief, like it it makes it easier to get clear faster on what you want and what you want to do with your life, and that applies to relationships too. It it was just really simple and really clear, yeah. and not. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because we've both been through a lot of shit too that we were both just <laughs> like, yeah, like we don't want to do all that bullshit. Let's go. Yeah. Let's let's do the real deal. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So it was good timing too for both of us, I think. So that was in June of 2020, we got married. And then a few months after that, uh, in the fall of 2020, I proposed to Ned that I take over the production and, and sort of music making duties for this podcast and kind of get it on a more regular schedule and stuff. And that's been such a great relationship for me and Ned to get to connect in that way. I'm just grateful for all those things. It's just nice to walk through how <laughs> all of that was only two, a two-year period. Just amazing how much yeah. can happen in, in that short period of time. And we got to go through a pandemic too. And get we still to, are. <laughs> still get, get to continue to go through a pandemic together too. Pika! Pika! Pikachu! <laughs> Chelsea's holding a giant yellow Pikachu <laughs> plush doll <laughs> that, that, that uh, Otis, our our son is uh, <laughs> God for his birthday last week. And yeah. He's been sitting next um, to you this whole time. That's what it's very, for very um, logical, practical reasons, it's because it's a sound insulator or what do you oh, call yeah, it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Absorber. It, it, yeah, that's that's what he's really doing here. He's literally baffling. Uh, well, that's that's it for this short little bonus producer's own episode with me, Nick Chena, and my now wife, Chelsea Coleman, um, CFO. You're the CFO, right? Of You're Gonna Die? Oh, yeah. I'm the CFO the and other things. C I don't only do. <laughs> I C fucking o. That's what it stands for. Um, and I do other things like help put together the shows and workshops. Yeah. And, and your music permeates everything. <gasps> everything. That's it for this little bonus episode. Ned will be out of the river by next week and <laughs> we'll have a regular episode. But for now, thanks for tuning in. Mm -hmm. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.